Okay, we're in Malachim Bey's Perik Yutes, Pasik Chav Zayin. We're in the middle of the Nevoah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving to Shaya Novi concerning the Gaiva and the pending downfall of Sancheirv. And last week, first part of the tremendous uh, Musr, if you'll call it that, is that you think that everybody all of a sudden became so weak because you're so strong and you overran all these towns and countries because of your Gevura. It had nothing to do with you and this was all planned. And when a Baruch who wants you to win, the other people will become like weak grass in the field, which is Pasuk Chavav. And a Chav Zayin, a Shifta Chav, a Tzezcha, Vo'achi Yadoti, Ve'es His Ragescha Elai. Rashi says, Es His Ragescha Elai, Es Asher Seifcha, Lehis Gaius. You're building Gaiva as you have victory after victory. Lehis Eirer, Elai Beregiz Varash, and all your blasphemous speeches in your gaiva that you're going to conquer the whole world, Yerushalayim will be no different than any of the other countries. So just to make a note, Yaakov uh, was nice enough to give me a copy of... Is this part of an article? Remember this? Yitzhak Zilber? There's a paladic, uh, speaking of uh, Pile Plein, the uh, small excerpt. It's a classic case of a modern-day ruthless tyrant when people try to think of the uh, Russia, of the uh, of the Dar. So no doubt the Hitler Yamach Shemoy makes the top of the list. A very close second was uh, Stalin, Yamach Shemoy, and uh, we don't even have to bother comparing who hated the Yid more, who killed more people. Hitler Yamach Shemoy probably still wins, but the world doesn't know you could be a tremendous Russia and do tremendous damage, but if there's somebody doing the same thing, you can, uh, you can get lost. For those who know history, it doesn't get lost. But uh, this particular story was about uh, Rabbi Yitzhak Zilber, who was a tremendous tzaddik, lived in Russia, and he survived and at the time of the doctor's plot. He was giving a uh, drosha on Perm to a small band of Yidden telling them about the Nisim and the flows and about Hamid's plot to destroy all the Yidden and how from one day to the next he was destroyed and the Yidden was saved, what? He was in jail. He was in jail at the time, yeah. yeah. And in Siberia? Not yet, no. Not yet, okay. En route. So while he was giving this drush and telling him the story of Perm, so one of the Yidden, one of the prisoners over there lost himself and started screaming and yelling at him. He said, what are you telling over stories about what happened thousands of years ago? As we speak, Stalin is preparing four gigantic labor camps in Siberia in places where the temperatures got to 80 below zero, and he's building barracks without heat, and he plans on sending hundreds of thousands of Yidden there, and he's going to hang the doctors in Red Square and organize pogroms and have all these excuses to get rid of all the Eden, and he's planning, we just finished with six million, he's planning to get rid of the other three million. And it was all true. 
the plans were, were known, the trains are ready, the barracks were almost completed, and from this year's point of view, this is already, what year was this? 53. 53. So this is decades and decades into the communist uh, stranglehold on, on religion in general, and Yiddishkeit in particular. So this Yid, who lost himself, no doubt, didn't have too much exposure and was under tremendous pressure. And the Chiddush here was Rabbi Zilber, not the fact that the Yid lost himself. And he said very calmly that Akash Baruch did it then. If he wants, he could do it now, from one minute to the next. And the storyline doesn't have to change. And he said, what do you mean? Stalin is, is just as strong as he ever was, and he's made of steel, and uh, he always accomplishes whatever he sets out to do. They said that about the Germans in the Third Reich also, interestingly enough, but when you're living in no taina on the Zid, from what he was witnessing and his lack of chinuch and his lack of bitachon and amuna because he wasn't trained in this, you understand the reaction. And the godless of Rabbi Zilber, not only did he firmly believe this himself, but as he explaining it to others at the same calm attitude, and he simply answered, he said, Mechatesi, I don't know if he said it, but uh, he is very strong and it's a troubling situation, a very tight spot for the Eden. We've been in many such spots before. And for all you know, in the next half hour, he could be dead. And he came back the next day all excited. And he said, do you know that, I think you have here the Times, uh, 32 minutes later, he had a massive stroke, never to regain consciousness. And he died shortly afterwards. So, again, in the comfortable room here in Muncie, New York, we figured, okay, he's got to die sometime. But if you understand the, uh, the pachad, it's not nervousness, the pachad, the dread that they lived in, and the fact that Stalin was uh, considered then uh, unstoppable and he was still at the height of his power. And from one hour to the next, everything changed. Is uh, certainly a modern, modern-day perm story. And this is what these psukim are all about. The Kosh Baruch is Kaviyacha reminding Samcherev, you're at the top of the world and you rule the entire world and Yushalayim is one tiny little city that you have yet to conquer and you haven't been stopped yet and therefore you're making all these pompous drushes about how dare you even oppose me and I haven't had a loss yet and while you were Still in the city, I just left for two weeks and had an even greater victory, and now I'm back. And the Gosh Baruch Hu wants to remind him this is all foretold by the Navi. This is all locked in, Sheshes May Bereshis. As we discussed yesterday at length in our discussion of quantum physics, the Yediyah and Bechira are not a stira, and you have Bechira to choose evil, and you are evil, and you're going to get punished for it. And if you let your gaiva run away with you, you are going to be bigger in your own mind, and the bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's basically the theme of this drusha. And the fact that you're dripping with gaiva and your uh, samcheyev is unusual. He's giving more drushas than even your average emperor, and they all give a lot of drushas. And he's uh, telling all the people that uh, you can't even propaganda, so all emperors do that. But he's spending uh, a lot of time and uh, sending special shlichim uh, to Shalayim because, as we mentioned, this is not stamina of the battle. 
this is a battle for Yushalayim Shal Mata to destroy Yushalayim Shal Maila. It's a battle against the Mikdash Mata to destroy the Mikdash Mala. And like the Rishayim of yesteryear, he wanted to suck all the Gedusha out of the Bria, which is really what Nimrod was trying to do, and that was the entire battle in Migdal Bovo and the entire attempt, as Rav Dessler explains. And that didn't change much, and he is bent on destroying any of the uh, people representing this Kedusha. So Baruch Hashem, it's not going to work. It's not even going to work when Nebuchadnezzar comes back. Nebuchadnezzar, if you're going to follow the Navi, which you will, till the end of Malachim Beis, and then you look at uh, Yeshaya, you look at Yermia, it's just as daunting and almost depressing if you were there. And when you're reading about it, in a comfortable position, you see that Kosh Baruch Hu clearly plans the survival of Klai Yisrael. More so, it's all the same plan, but more so in terms of the information we have by the actual Horvin that was going on over here. You guys know the, the answer. You know what's going to happen because I told you, or you probably heard about it before. By the Chorban, already sent out by Chorban by Rishon, the Cheresh Damaske, that Kajbok sent already the establishment of Timir Chachamim and leaders to Bavo before the Chorban. That already was almost less of a photo finish, if I can call it that, than what's going to happen over here. Because over here, the Navi is saying this now to Chizkiyo Amelech, but Chizkiyo Amelech has yet to convince all the people in Yushalayim. So we think this is a Navi Yadua. Well, the Navi said this way it's going to be. Well, the Navi gave Ramazan before. This is a much more extensive Navua. But not everybody was convinced. And not everybody's going to be convinced by the time of the Chorban either. But there, the infrastructure for what's going to be for Gullah's Bavo was put in place to ensure their survival. Over here, I guess the better news is they're not going anywhere. So there's no infrastructure to put in place. The truth that they're doing is that the best measure is full and the candles are burning, and they're learning a lot, and that has to continue. And the Kosh will do something here, turns the Nevoah, that's very unusual. It's unusual on the ask, and unusual on the answer. Chizkiyo is going to ask for Simonim. Not right yet, but uh, later on, the parak and the next parak. And here, before he asks, the Kosh is going to give him Simonim. That's how much Chizik they need. That's unusual. Usually the Navua is. Everything's going to be okay. You don't need a simon after that. That is the Navua. But things were so depressing right now. There are so many people who lost their bitachin that after the Navua, there's going to be a simon that the Navua is going to come true and that not only will you survive the siege, you'll have what to eat. Don't forget, uh, we, we lose sight of the fact that they're on the verge of starvation also. And there's no food to import. And the countryside had been ravaged. There's nothing growing. So besides the fact there are millions of soldiers out there ready to kill everybody, Islam, even if they survive, what's going to happen the next day? We lose sight of that. And the Navi is going to remind us that Kosh Baruch Hu and his Chesed Rachamim is going to tell them, by the way, not only will you survive, you're also going to survive the famine and you're going to have food. And that is coming in a few, few uh, short seconds. Let's go back to the Pasuk. If you just walked in, we're in Pasuk Chaf Ches. Yan his ragescha elai v'sha'anancha Allah ba'aznai. A rough translation. You're ranting and raving. 
has come to my ears. Which means your, your chutzpah, all the, uh, all the sermons you're giving. Vesamti chachi ba'apecha. Again, the imagery over here, as only Yeshaya Novi says it over, the bizayin that the Kashbaruch is trying to give Sancherv, he's not trying, he, he, will, he will do it, but he's letting him know now. Santi chachi ba'apecha, what is that? So, when we live uh, in the city, even though we're in Muncie, so we don't have an agricultural society. Yeah, no, no, it's it's the when you have animals. Yeah, when you have animals, that's why I'm I'm explaining it to the city people here. You have animals, and you have to guide them as you're plowing the field. So you have to put these rings in their noses, and you sort of steer that way. So Kosh compares him to a mule, which he deserves. Maybe a mule is too good. And he says, I'm going to, going to bring you back home or send you back home like I'm guiding an animal. And there you're going to meet your fate. That a number of things running through the head of the animal to be able to steer and to make sure they don't get out of control. One was to the nose. This is a bit. They used to put it in the mouth. They still have it today. If you go horseback riding, probably. They probably still have it on the horse. And I'm going to send you right back to where you came from. But being guided like an animal. The mushal over here is the fact that just like the animal has no das and the animal is guided, the animal has some das like a mule or a cow or a horse that they have base animal instinct that they want to go this way, they want to eat, they want to sleep. So the human is guiding them. You're the same thing. And once you chose this role, again, we mentioned last week, uh, with the Mitzrayim, Chai for what they did, there was a Gzairah. So I'm sure I'm saying, it wasn't a Gzairah in the Mitzrayim. Beres Lohem could have been in Afghanistan. You chose to fill the role, so then you get punished. Others say, no, it was going to be Mitzrayim, but you didn't have to do it with such a Slavist. You have to go lamayla midar chateva, and you're uh, making up of how you're going to torture people with your kishuf and with your tuma. With your, you don't have to do all that. You can uh, be eight to the minimum of torturing klai uh, yisrael. You don't have to bring him to memtesh shari tuma either. So let's say he volunteered for this. It's it's set minashamayim. They were sent. Somebody has to be sent as a punishing rod. There's always somebody who wants to volunteer, and it was you, and that was a big mistake. And even though somebody has to do it now that you're acting like a, uh, a dumb animal and you're lost in your uh, taiva for covet and Yitzhahara and you're dry for power, so you're going to be treated like an animal and I send you straight back and you're going to be killed there. Now the Nevoah turns to Chizkiyo HaMelech. What do you need ice for? As I just mentioned, you have a Nevoah. Mu'a says, you're going to emerge unscathed, and he's going to fall, and he's going to survive the Magefa and go back and be killed in his home country. Well, the Machleg is where he was killed, but he's going to be killed by his sons, according to one Shita. And now we turn to the second problem, and that is you're out of imminent danger, but there's still no food. Zelacha ois, Rashi says in Chavte, Zelacha ois l'chizkiyo amar hanavi. Which is going to happen very soon. 
We have the next few months, the next couple of years of famine. So what's going to be? There's a real danger of everybody in this city. Supplies were at an all-time low. The countryside, nothing's growing. Lama's Barov, chopped down all the trees and burnt all the crops. That's what emperors did, invading armies. Either ate everything that was there, or ate it, and then if they couldn't finish it, they burnt the rest. They didn't leave it there so that next year they should have, because they didn't plan on being there, even though often sieges lasted a lot longer than they thought. And there was nothing left. So what's the ice? So go back to the Pesach. Tfiach is the beginning of the growth. It's edible, not very tasty. Shana Hashem is Sochish. Rashi says Sochish is Gedui Ilanash Yismachu. It's going to start growing more and the trees are going to start sprouting. Shana Hashlish is Zero Vikitsru Venitu Kramava Third year ready, you'll have enough food and more importantly, the seeds to be able to actually plant and you'll have a regular crop including the grapes. The Pasuk Enavi mentions the fact that the godless over here, besides the fact that the countryside was basically destroyed by the invading armies, until now they hadn't harvested more than they actually needed because the Asmoda was so incredible that they had vineyards there. That's a very lucrative crop, the most lucrative. And they let most of it rot on the vine because they worked exactly the amount every day to harvest what they needed for the direct parnasa of the day, the week. And the rest of the time, then the Beis Medjish buy, not by divine order, but by order of King Chizkiyo. And this is what saved them. We would say, what do you mean? Maybe there wouldn't be such a famine now if they wouldn't have done that for the years prior to Sancheir's arrival. So this Pasuk tells you that's not true. Had it been there and they would have grown more and extended the vineyards and extended the fields and made more of an industry, it would have been burnt to the ground or consumed. So they understood the mitzvah of the hour is, as the Rambam says, the Rambam is Balabas, who is coming? Rambam is Balabas, is nine hours of learning and three hours of working. Got to pay the bills. So we here in the... Uh, the year 1918, 1918 uh, 2018, Lemisparam. He's English state, Lesapras, so he's in. I was sitting here wondering, uh, our set bills, three hours, can't even cover the set bills. Well, some people can, most people can't. Okay. So we've tweaked it a little bit. But Chizkiel Amelech said, right now, if we don't really turn up the Asmod, then everybody's going to show up at the best magician and stay for 12 hours, 16 hours, and pick enough grapes that you need to survive this day, this week, and that's it. And that's what helped them get over the hump here, so to speak, and survive as Klai To us, that uh, goes against logic. I mean, if you're on the verge of starvation and the economy is collapsing, so you've got to put more people out to work. Maybe in regular times, yes, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Chizkiel understood that the battle over here was Ruchnius in nature in order to raise the status of the Ruchnius, the people, and wean them away from Avodah completely and increase and be mechazik, be and amuna. He had to keep him in the best medrash and lock the door and throw away the key.
So it's fascinating here the description nitu kromen vichlupirim. You'll go back to doing what you were doing, which is not a whole lot, but there'll be some grapes growing, and you'll survive. That's what uh, all the Gemaras uh, describe. The Gemara Sahedrim what describes the the one line in the Gemara. It says the shemen of Chizkiyah Melech that was burning in the Beis Medrash was victorious over the vast armies of Sancheriv. And that's the story of Klai Yisrael all the time, but here it was very obvious. That there's no way, again, this is what's disturbing is that what's reported even in um, from circulations is Nebuch. It was unfortunately needed last week and the week before, and they reported that we got our batteries of anti-missiles there just in time and the IDF really put it together and we saved the day and we have tremendous Akaris Ataif but for Netanyahu and he's not, not the most fry of all them but so they're not the most from he's basically there's only basically talks the way they all did he gave an entire drusha on how we are so indebted we have so much Akaris Ataif and we're so proud of our soldiers and our Iron Dome and all the other things, they got there just in time, not a minute to lose, and save the day. And Iran thinks they're coming, they better think twice. And he goes on to talk about how we have Iron Dome and we save the day. Doesn't mention a word, I read it, looked for it. Not one word about a Baruch not one, not a half. That's very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. I shouldn't expect more? Okay. But it's a little nerve-wracking when uh, from people report the news like that. We always manage to do that when I'm talking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Maybe I just, we always talk about a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the Shem. But Kriyashma, she wanted to be a Makabah, Omochoshamayim. And thank Hashem for saving the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. Be a good time. But Haladavrahu, it's very, very frightening. It's not disturbing, it's frightening because the whole Zchus, it's a good thing for him that there's still lots of people sitting and learning and they didn't change the law yet. Because that's what's driving Iron Dome and everything else. And again, the people who are, if you just tuned into our Sharon for the first time in your life somewhere out there, uh, go back and listen to the other 700 Sharon Manavi and then some Chumish. You know, there's a theme over here. I'm not trying to be down across but... I'd love to. But even Moshe Dayan wanted people sitting and learning while the wars were going on. Yes, so that, you, that doesn't make Nathaniel look better. No, <laughs> you're saying, you're just, yeah. You mean they, yeah, but... I hope so. <laughs> I, deep down, there's a pintle of yid, but uh, it's. Uh, okay, I hope so. Learning Tanakh. Uh, now, learning Tanakh, by the way, I'm a big fan of Tanakh. Don't get me wrong. Some of my best friends learn Tanakh, but uh, if you learn it from a secular point of view and you take a kosh out of the equation, it's worse. Better you shouldn't be learning Tanakh. That's the that's the problem. The old masculine. I understand, but uh, if you if you treat a Rachman as a nice tale about Jewish history, this is not written for history. This is only written for the Musr. That if you think you're going to win with Iron Dome and you don't understand, you have to increase Asmada and do Truva, then the battle can't be won. The fact that we're still here is because there are enough from people who won't get that. And there are people generating Schusim and Akash Baruch who promise he's not going to destroy Klai Yisrael, and therefore Hashem is going to leave that, that core. And with that, we can still say thank you to the people standing by Iron Dome for 17-hour shifts, not getting any sleep. That's not a steer. And that's already being nice. There are those who claim that it's their fault we need the Iron Dome. 
I get that. <laughs> I get that, and therefore those, um, if, if it's kanos and they mean it and they're from, even if you could agree or disagree, uh, you can respect that also. I'm not even going there. I'm saying, say thank you. <laughs> this is the matzah right there, and from people also have to raise the bar and do tshuva, and you can't blame everything on the not yet from, and we believe that also. Uh, it's an achrayas, if you already know what's going on, so you really have to do tshuva. But Lamaisa, to make a whole drasha, and to thank them for getting there just in time, swift thinking, and that they really understood that it was about to happen, got there three minutes early, just in time, and then give a whole drasha on how great uh, this, this, this hardware works, and not mention Kodesh Baruch Hu, is it's a very toxic mix. That's, that's the problem, and it's disturbing to read without a comment, especially if it's reprinted in every from newspaper. I'm not here to attack them from newspapers. They're just, it's cut and paste when they do it. They, they're getting it from um, AP or whatever. <laughs> from, but Lamaisa, you have to constantly, we know that already, but we have to constantly be reminded this story with Chizkiel in the background is key. This is a classic. That's why we're going slow. And it's going to get even more involved when the Navi goes back, according to Moshe Shainim, and tells us that Chizkiel Melech was deathly ill on the eve of this invasion. We didn't even get to that yet. We're going to have to really be mying into that. But uh, in the backdrop over here, it just looks like, okay, at least he understood well before Sancheyev came that he's coming and we better put a lot of Iron Dome in place. That's called the Babakama, Babmetsia, Babasra, a lot of nice oil lamps and some sword in the back. We've got to set up the defenses. This is how he set it up. And he put a couple of people on horses and set up a couple of anti-missiles, but that was uh, just that it shouldn't look like an absolute nice nigla, which is going to look like anyway, but. That he was Eichelik Yes? How is it different than the sunshine every day? It's also a nice one. Avada. Nobody says thank you. Hashem. We do. We do. We do, what? Yes, we have. We have all of Davide talks about the sun and the moon. It happens to be the sun rising and all that. We have a lot of... Uh, Because, you know why? Because they don't report the beautiful weather. As a matter of fact, do you know that, you know, I'll just talk more about bad weather than good weather because you get some better ratings. <laughs> it's a funny world. Like, you have to ever wonder why, whether the storm is coming or not. If there might be a storm coming, they're going to talk about the storm for seven days and it's the end of the world, they get going to sandbags. And, and if the storm doesn't come, so they were wrong. I a, somebody I know calls the weatherman a Navi Sheker. I said, you shouldn't use, that's like kind of overkill, but they're trying their best. But... Uh, I have no problem with a reporter. From, I have no problem with the pointer from AP. That's a guy reporting. I have no issue with that. Netanyahu is, uh, as he started saying, he's not, he's not totally clueless. He's pretty clueless. But I, he knows that, even politically, there's a, uh, it's a pretty significant segment of the population that believes in a Baruch or what? It is. You bet Natiel doesn't make speeches about sunrises. You're asking, gosh, they're not going to report that. But nobody reports that. You're asking, if they're reporting it, they should mention Hashem. Yes, if they're reporting it, but they're not reporting it. They're only reporting what they look uh, as something amazing, he said. It's amazing. We're so good. We have such good officers and such good planning. And the Mossad is so swift. And the Iron Dome was so cavaldic that we're, we're on it. They're not coming in here. Well, Sancheyrev, uh, when he saw Sancheyrev, when, when Chizkiel saw Sancheyrev, he didn't tell him, we got walls, you're not coming in here, don't you dare step foot. He didn't say a word. 
no matter how many missiles we have, even if America is your ally, there are hundreds of millions of Arabs out there. And the Arabs are not the only ones on this globe that don't like us, in case you haven't noticed. So whatever we do, we are a speck in the, the, uh, the amount of people that uh, can mobilize armies bigger and put more hardware in the sky, Loyalenu, and in the sea, and on the ground. And uh, the fact that America promises, we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have an ally to at least have something look good on paper. We're going to have our edge militarily and uh, on the, uh, in the sky and on the sea and on the ground. It, very nice. But, uh, and we have to do it because we live by Lamazah and we have to do the Shtablis. But if you only talk about that, you're missing the point. And that needs a constant reminder. So... Yeah, but you got to keep saying it. There's a reason why when we dive and we talk about even the Nisim of the sunrise, <laughs> because the uh, Menachem is correct, you can lose sight of the fact that, hey, that's incredible. So that's why we thank Hashem. We get up in the morning, we have many brochas, and a lot of the brochas, one of my favorite, Rokah Alor Salamayim. Anybody ever think of that? This morning, you all said it already. Rokah Alor Salamayim. And what exactly is that about? Everything else, if, you, if your back is bothering you and you say, Zokif Kufim, you thank Hashem, Hashem, I can stand up. And you open your eyes, you realize not everybody opens their eyes in the morning. Okay, so that we got. Uh, we're exhausted. Uh, Hashem sent coffee, Gavaldic, that's a pretty big nice. Okay, that we got. Rokalatamayim is, Rokalatamayim, the earth is uh, sort of floating on some core of liquid somewhere. You've got to be a physicist to understand. The answer is, it's also a nice, the, the universe, the solar system, the globe, and all that, as we explained yesterday during the Drosha, was, uh, was built by Kosh Baruch in a very complex way. And that's an understatement. And it's so complex because Hashem wants us to see the Bria in the physics. And it's incredibly so complex that it's a nice that the world is like floating on water and floating in the air and the galaxy and nothing moves too close to the sun and nothing moves too far because we'd freeze or get burnt and well that's so that's that's a nice that's part of one of our lead off birchas hashachar amazing next tomorrow morning you'll think about it that's one of the one of the brachas that doesn't pertain we think directly to us is I got up the ground is pretty solid well if you'd realize how quickly we're spinning on our axis you'd understand why these brachas say, and the fact that we're not getting dizzy is pretty incredible. But you have to point these things out. When you look at Iron Dome, and as well as Iron Dome is built, I have a secret which don't tell our enemies there aren't nearly enough Iron Dome batteries to protect even 10% of the country if they wanted to send it all at once, Rahman al-Islam. They know it, we know it, the Americans know it, Netanyahu knows it, can't. They keep talking about, yeah, we're going to create a, a, a whole shell and over a shell, a layer upon a layer, and we're going to have a, a, a seamless event. There is no such thing. There is no such thing because the sheer numbers of missiles you could send in, if you keep storing them, building them, storing them, getting them in position, is impossible. So, yes, that's the Heshtadlos, almost as good as a man on a horse against some Kherav's army. Again, lost, lost in a, in a, like, a, like a speck in the universe. But so you do some established, but Chizkiyahu knew quite well, which is why he won this battle, 
that the um, Iron Dome is in the base Medrash. Not, not only outside. And he had a couple of guys with spears standing on the wall. I know that because when the Shlichov came, he was talking to the people on the wall. You remember? And he was trying to discourage them and cause them a lot of fright. They were, he had men with spears sitting on the wall. Ten men sitting on the wall. A thousand men sitting on the wall. Ten thousand men sitting on the wall. He's got five million people standing out there. What's that going to do? The answer is you've got to have somebody sitting on the wall. So um, when you say over uh, the theme, you always got to point out, because people always jump on that. Oh, you got to do a shtadlis. I said, we already said three hours to work. Even the Rambam's Balabas worked for three hours. Didn't uh, wait for the mom in a shamayim. That was the Balabatim. So that's the, that's the message over here. And of course, Baruch Hu, Berachma was not only telling him that this battle is going to be over soon, but you're not going to starve to death, which Alpidera Hateva should have been the case. And we're going to read two more psukim quickly and we'll go to the Peleyates. The end of the Nevoah, Pasuk Lamed, V'yasva Pleitas Beis, Yehuda Hanishara Sharish Lamata V'asapri Lamala. Not only will you survive, but you will take root further and produce more fruit, which means that even though it's not fixed up yet, and the Asayas Hashvatim are in Golis, Eretz Yisrael is very small now. And the amount of people left, even if they survive, very small amount in terms of the population at large of Klai Yisrael, you're going to grow. The Chorban's not coming yet. Matter of fact, it doesn't mention the Chorban at all, but you'll be shocked to find out the Chorban's going to be discussed with Chizkiyo after the victory, which is jarring. But we'll get to that over the next couple of months. We're going to get to that probably somewhere around the three weeks. For us, a pre-Lamala, Kimushalayim, Teitze, Sheiris, Ufleta, Meharzian, Kines Hashem, and the end line is that I will save you, Shalayim. You will survive. Why? For my name, for Kfred Shem Shamayim. Which was very disconcerting for Chizkiyo to hear, because with all Chizkiyo HaMelech's Schusim, which were formidable, and certainly Zev Zagarim, it helped shape the result. Hakosh Baruch, who puts in as part of the Musr, even though this is not Musr to Chizkiyo primarily, this is the good news. Part of the Muslim which Chizkiyot didn't miss, the Mephoshim point out, he was actually saddened by this, is that the main garim was that I can't let you fail because it's a chil Which means that you generate a lot of chusim, but it still wasn't enough to save you alone. Yes, yes. So he anticipated it and he used this in his main tefillah because he was humble enough to know we would say, ah, oh, it's Kavaldik. Did you see this best measures? Like, a mamish, wall to wall. We've been at this for six months preparing. Like, if this doesn't work, what will? The answer is, it certainly helped and it was needed. It was necessary or else no, no nace would have happened. Because Baruch reminds him, uh, there's still work to do. And so much work that to avoid a Chorban is going to have to be more major change and change that has to be more firmly rooted. Which, even though the Pasuk talked about roots and growing fruits, that's for the survival of Klai Yisrael. I, I hate to remind you, we have Menashe coming up. And it's Chizkiyo's son. And it's not going to work out too well. So Chizkiyo realizes, he used it as a, as a pitch in his, uh, his tefillah, so to speak. But here, as part of the answer that you're going to be saved, you're going to survive, you're not going to starve. Kinnis Hashem Tazazais is not great news. Sad place to end. Let's go to the Peleyes. We'll end on a more positive note. We are in Pasuk, Pasuk, uh, Perik, uh, Hana, doesn't get broken. Kuf Mem Aleph. Actually, we're almost about halfway through. We were discussing Hana yesterday, and we're three paragraphs down on page Kuf Mem Aleph. 
The paragraph begins, V'yesh min hachana acheres. Speaking of hachana, so we spent the uh, last uh, 35 minutes talking about hachana for battle, and what's true hachana. And the Peliyah, it says, talking about hachana for mitzvahs and other areas of Avedis Hashem. Yesh min hachana acheres for Rabbah. We ended the share yesterday with hachana for tefillah. Hikan likus el lakech Yisrael. We're talking about hats and jackets and ties and pants and shoes and people coming into Mincha Mayerv after a rough game of tennis. We're coming into the summer. It's going to start getting warm any month now. So prepare yourself. I never remember not making bracha on trees so late, but they're coming. Mordechai Ginberg keeps telling me. It's almost there. Do you ever remember? Week before Shavuos. <laughs> Still not in bloom, but it's coming. The sun does rise. Pardon Hashem is reminding us. The season will come. And with the uh, spring and summer, certainly uh, in Muncie, where there are a lot of trees and a lot of open areas, um, some people in their um, kosher activities play ball or take walks or run. And that's fine. Kosher exercise keeps you in shape. And nishmartim el gavaldik. Not to be finished a minute before mincha. There are people coming at the davening uh, before shachar is also. If you have to exercise before shachar is based on your doctor's orders, ask a shayla, sometimes it's mutter. But normally you don't do things before shachar if you can avoid it. And I told you that a friend of mine asked Shlomo Zalman, he was trying to get a cooler to take a shower. And whenever I mention this, I always get calls and emails and sends a lot of people out of shape. They can't wake up without it. I asked him what happened to coffee. Coffee does a better job than a shower. And some people say, no, they need a coffee and a shower. Okay, so that's what he tried to explain to Shlomo Zalman. Shlomo Zalman couldn't figure out this funny American why should take a shower like at night before you go to sleep? He said, no, 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 I want to wake up fresh. And Americans in Israel have fresh sheets. The Israelis have fresh sheets now also. Like, what's the problem? The rooms are air-conditioned. Maybe in Kulteri they weren't then. I don't know. Well, Shalom Zama gave him at the end of the conversation. He said, yeah, without the Mepharshim. The guy was trying to figure out which tastes should you leave out of the shower. He meant, like, uh, cool it on the uh, conditioner. The conditioner he didn't have the have enough. Uh, the uh, cool it on the uh, on the first and make it quick and uh, turn on turn on cold and jump in and you'll wake up. But point is, yeah, it's not so partial to do things before davening and there's a heter for showers and maybe exercise if you, there's no other way to do it. So it's now mincha. So finish the game more than five minutes before mincha and take a shower then so you don't walk in all schwitzy and then make sure you have pants on and shoes on and not sneakers and preferably a tie if you wear one. And a hat and jacket. And if you don't have a hat, uh, at least put on a jacket. People, as I mentioned yesterday, complain in the office. The hat's not always handy. Well, it's not going to be handy if you didn't bring it, but whatever. So at least put on your jacket, put on a tie. Even if most people are not wearing ties. Some, um, somebody playing a joke yesterday was I came back from Incha right after the shir and I couldn't find my hat. So uh, we found it afterwards. But is a shaila even in the... Place came in print uh, now, whether if you're normally wearing a hat for Hikun and you don't have one, should you look for your hat and miss Tfilibitzibra? People hear that. How can you miss Tfilibitzibra for your hat? And so it's not the hat. The hat now becomes a function of Hikun if you're wearing one for Hikun, and that's the preparation. Hikun is a hider in Tfilah, and Tfilibitzibra is a hider in Tfilah. So it's a Shiloh. Which hider is better? That's an important, important Shiloh. Now, if you're not wearing one, Anyway, in the office, so then it would be the jacket. But the point is, prepare mentally what do you have to do to come at the davening like a mensch. And that's what he 
discusses the next paragraph, not Nagir the Davening. Again, general. Prepare yourself mentally. The purpose of Hikan is to get yourself ready for the mitzvah. Part of that is to get yourself mentally ready and clear your head. First thing to do in the modern, again, year 2018, is to turn off your phone a few minutes before. That'll help get your head a lot clearer. Uh, one of our... Uh, one of the members of our shir over here was just complaining to me the other night when he grew up, he didn't have, when you had 14 people standing in a minion, he didn't have seven of them reading the paper. Right? Do you remember that when you were young? You didn't see people sitting there with the paper? So why is it when we turn around today, seven out of 14 are reading the paper? He said, read the paper, Ahmad Laslan. Well, it doesn't have to be a paper where your hands get all black when you open up the thing and you have it spread with chutzpah on the table next to your sitter. That would be obviously ridiculous. So it's on your phone. What difference does it make? You say, well, I didn't go there to read the paper. I just went to check my email. You never know. It could be very important. The Mashiach could come. One guy told me that. He says, I got to be in tune. You never know. When he's here, I want to know about it. I assured him, when he's here, you will know about it. The first thing that will happen is your phone will melt. <laughs> So you'll know that Ben David is on his way. You want the Mashiach see what? So then, what happened is they probably started looking, and everything. You know, it's a middle of a pressure business days. So what happened is, is that unfortunately he went to check his email first, and then he saw a text, and after that he has blurbs from every news outlet that's giving him these alerts that come on the phone. And yes, you're looking around, and seven people are reading the paper in the middle of David. It's Ayuvanayra. So of course you, he's Peliyeh, talking about mentally preparing yourself beforehand. And if you don't show off your phone beforehand, it's still on. You can't even mentally pay yourself as you're davening. So that's part of Hikun as well. Don't just rush into things. First, think about what you're about to do. Think about, in true anivis, how small you are, and you're about to have the schus of approaching Akash Baruch Hu with davening, with another mitzvah, with learning. And should you be doing this particular thing at this particular time, even if it's a mitzvah? Oshay Valtasa Adif, that's always a shayla. Certainly, Kenegat Tamatera, mitzvahs are important, but maybe it's Eshalasa Deacherim. Maybe you shouldn't be leaving the base medjush to do that mitzvah. Maybe you should be going to the base medjush and somebody else should be doing it. All these are decisions. Medjush describes the reason we have teeth and lips is to prevent the tongue from moving quicker than necessary. Uh, most of the time we go into gear and say things that if we think about it for two minutes probably could have been left out and once in a while you really have to speak and the amelis during the day we don't look at it like this is real amelis to know when not to speak which is probably more often than not and all the potential pitfalls we will continue on Shabbos